0: hello and welcome to and let's be heard for friday august 18th 2023 i'm mike ajopoli all right how's everyone doing we've made it to another friday these fridays come around fast they really do they they speed right up on you here we are another friday hope everyone's getting ready for the weekend we have a big hurricane Uh, I'm, I think this is true. I can confirm it. I think this is true. The National Weather Service or the Hurricane Center is issuing a hurricane watch for California for the first time ever. Is that really possible? It might be because I've lived here for 12 years and I've never heard of a hurricane or a tropical storm. So that's what they say. There's There's a tropical storm watch for southern California right now and Southern California, San Diego, L.A., uh, Nevada, lower Southern Nevada, Vegas, they're going to get two, three, four inches of rain from it, along with all the winds that you would normally see, like in the Gulf Coast and Texas and Florida. So that's interesting. That's happening. And it's making uh, the air even up here in Northern California, very humid and muggy, very unlike what you would expect expect in California, especially in San Francisco. It's making the, the dew point very high. So it kind of feels like uh like late spring in New York. It's very muggy and uncomfortable. And we're not getting the the cool nights that we usually get because of that. So that's that's annoying. I want this thing to blow away. I want this thing to get out of here. Get out of here. You know, just before coming on the show about five minutes ago, I turned on uh Fox And uh, Pete Hegseth was filling in for Jesse Waters, and there's some young kid, some 20-something-year-old kid on his show talking about how all birds are fake, that they're all government drones, that they're all – it's all biotechnology. Not, Not one bird or a few birds or one bird planted here and there where you can't tell the difference, but every single bird, every single bird that we see is not real. So there's that. That was interesting. The bird conspiracy. But the kid says it's not a conspiracy. It's real. Birds, Every bird is fake. Every bird is fake. All right, well, this is the network that's pushing Donald Trump. I wonder if Fox News is going to stop pushing Trump now. Stop being so far up Trump's ass now that he's going to be taking viewers away from them. Because we have come to find out that Trump's latest um, scheme is to not attend the debate, but to do an interview on Twitter, on Tucker. Tucker on Twitter, T on T, Tucker on X, whatever it is. And so that's going to take viewers away from Fox. So I wonder if Fox is finally going to see that Trump is a no-good son of a bitch and they drop him and they stop sticking their head up his ass every other minute. Now that he's going to be stealing viewers away from them remember this was a big thing fox has been promoting this first republican debate for months now and now trump is screwing them by one not attending the debate and two now doing this interview at the same time uh, on tucker carlson now even if it's just his cult and i'm sure it only be his cult trump might not Know something called the DVR so you can actually watch the debate live and and uh, tape the well, can you tape it? Maybe you can't Of course you what am I what am I talking about? it's on X so of course it'll be on it'll be on there forever. it'll be you don't have to tape it. It'll be on Tucker's page on Twitter. so you can simply watch the debate live then go watch the taped version of the debate between uh, the uh, interview on Tucker Carlson. so you could do that. But are there really are there really going to be people who don't watch the debate and yet go on their phone or their laptop and watch the interview on X on Tucker? Or will people watch the debate and watch the thing on X at the same time? I don't know. I don't know. But either way, it kind of screws Fox because it will be his cult for sure. The Trump cult wasn't going to watch the debate, but now they're definitely not going to watch it. And they're going to watch the interview on X instead, taking viewers, possible viewers away. I can't imagine anyone who's not in the Trump cult not watching the debate and watching the Tucker thing when we know what Donald Trump says over and over again. He says the same things over and over again. It's all about how he's been hurt and he's he's the the martyr and he's a victim and he, he really won 2020. And that's what we have to hear forever and ever and ever until he goes away. And which is what Ron DeSantis has talked about. He said, if we make the 2024 election about the 2020 election, we're not gonna win. We have to make it about the future, about real ideas, about real issues that most people who aren't named Donald Trump care about. And so not just about 2020 and court cases and hearings and trials, but like real issues. Remember real issues like immigration, healthcare, all that kind of stuff. Remember those real issues like the economy and Ukraine and war and what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. That stuff, that's all gone if it's about Donald Trump. So I just wonder, you know, can you be a bigger pussy? Really? Come on. Could you be a bigger pussy than to skip a debate To hide behind Tucker Carlson's skirt. You really can't be a bigger pussy. I mean talk about a schoolyard bully pussy that once he's punched in the nose goes away crying. That's Donald Trump. I wonder how many times he was punched in the nose. I wonder how many times as a kid. Probably punched in the nose several times. Looks like he might have been. Because that's what a schoolyard bully does. They're tough, they talk tough, then all you need is one kid to come up and give him a good swift crack in the face and they go crying away. And that's what Donald Trump is, tough guy. Going after Ron DeSantis for the last six months, screaming and yelling after he loved him forever, screaming and yelling about, about Ron, Ron DeSanctimonious and how horrible Ron DeSanctimonious is. And yet he won't face him on the debate stage. He won't face him on the debate stage. That is a typical pussy. The man who said that, that, that Joe Biden was a whim for hiding, that you couldn't, You can't be president if you don't want to debate. If you're afraid to debate, you can't be president. That guy, that, that tough guy, saying things behind Ron DeSantis' back for the last six months, but he won't say it to his face. That's what a loser pussy Donald Trump is. and Anyone who follows him is a loser pussy. Even worse than that. I know Hillary Clinton called them deplorables. I don't call them that. I think they're just the dumbest fucking people in the world. How about that? I know it doesn't have the same ring as deplorables. They are, though, the dumbest fucking people in the world. And let me tell you something. We'll we'll find out soon enough. You know what I believe. You know my prediction. Maybe because I'm optimistic in this regard, even though I'm usually not. We'll soon find out. Is the Donald Trump cult just a very, very, very annoying, loud, dumb minority? Or do they make up the majority of the Republican Party? If they make up the majority of the Republican Party, then Republicans deserve to wallow in the hell that is President Kamala Harris. They deserve it. They deserve to wallow in the hell that is President Kamala Harris. But we'll see about that, won't we? We'll see about that. Um, But to be just a, 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 a yellow-bellied, lily-livered coward, a lowlife of epic proportions, a hypocrite, a, just a disgustingly, blatantly arrogant hypocrite, and say others must debate to show that they are powerful and strong and willing to stand up to Putin and Kim Jong-un, but he doesn't have to debate. He doesn't have to debate. The lowlife, all the horrible things he says about the greatest governor in the country behind his back, and then he won't face him face to face, shows what a fucking little lowlife scumbag this guy is. I can't make it any clearer. This is what Trump said, by the way, April 13th, 2020. For the purpose of creating conflict and confusion, some in the fake news media are saying, that is the governor's decision to open up the states, not that of the president of the United States and the federal government. Let it be fully understood that that's incorrect. It is the decision of the president, and for many good reasons. With that being said, the administration and I are working closely with the governors, and this will continue. A decision by me in conjunction with the governors and input from others will be made shortly. In his own words, He locked down the nation because we know what most of the governors did. And he took credit for it. It's my decision to close this nation down. My decision, not the governor's decision. In the Federalist today, they wrote uh, an article titled, Trump doesn't deserve a second term for how he mismanaged COVID. This is by Georgie e. Borman. Donald J. Trump currently faces unfair indictments that threaten to future well, This, is, Of course, I don't agree with this, but whatever. Donald J. Trump currently faces unfair indictments that threaten the future of the Republic by establishing judicial prosecution as a way to keep political opponents out of office. If Trump becomes our nominee, Millions of Americans will vote for him, no matter what happens in court. They might see voting for him as necessary to send the message: this kind of prosecution, persecution, can't be tolerated. But the record speaks for itself. Trump is no in no way deserves the second term. Most of us are trying to move on from the COVID era, and allow those traumatic memories to slip into the blurry past. But if we truly want to safeguard our freedoms in our republic, it's critical we remember what really happened in twenty twenty. President Trump played a key role in allowing us to be stripped of our freedoms, and through championing Operation Warp Speed uh, to be later subjected to draconian vaccine mandates during the Biden administration. On March 16, 2020, Trump gave a press conference with Tony Fauci and White House COVID coordinator Deborah Burks that precipitated a cascade of supposedly state-led lockdowns. My administration's recommending that all Americans, including the young and healthy, work to engage in schooling from home when possible. Avoid gathering in groups of more than 10 people, Trump said. Then Anthony Fauci read the fine print on the two-page flyer for the CDC guidance, handed out at the conference and available online to every American. That fine print, which Trump may or may not have read, either way it was his responsibility, prompted almost all states to lock down closing businesses, churches, schools, denying social contact with seniors and long-term living, canceling weddings and funerals, and giving critical cover to inhumane hospital policies that force people to die alone. This set of recommendations was the perfect system of political CYA, one which Trump should have seen coming. The states could blame the CDC for demanding lockdowns, and the CDC could deny they ever mandate, that they ever mandate any lockdowns and claim it was purely the state's decision. Showing the potency of the CDC's lockdown guidelines, Fauci, as the Trump administration's key media spokesman on COVID at the time, admitted that a national stay-at-home order is essentially what it is. Fauci, Burks, and the CDC supported months more restrictions on basic liberties long after Trump had changed his mind and demanded that America reopen. In June of 2020, he was bragging about what a great job he'd done on COVID while nursing home residents were still suffering in isolation. A third of small businesses across the nation had already been shuttered and children as young as two were being forced to wear masks in the summer heat. Mass Trump CDC demanded Americans wear. He also flip-flopped on reopening schools the following month saying some may need to delay reopening despite COVID not posing a substantial threat to children. Trump himself made extended lockdowns possible by signing the CARES Act, which doled out 300 billion in paychecks for sitting at home and paid far more to businesses not to operate, but keep employees on the books. Without CARES funds, the state could not afford to keep the country locked down. They would have no choice but to begrudge people their basic right to work, consume, and travel. Now, the profligate spending of the federal government during Trump's and Biden's terms had contributed, to the inflation-straining family budgets today. CARES also granted 400 million to encourage a COVID-conscious 2020 election via mail-in voting, leading to a number of problems with election security and integrity. His administration also shut down the cruise industry and severely curtailed international tourism after COVID was already known to be widespread within the states. I also want—I want to make a caveat there. Yes, the, the CARES Act also granted 400 million to encourage the mail-in voting of which the democrats took advantage of and Trump told people not to Trump told republicans not to take advantage of a of a bill that he signed he signed so either he didn't know that he signed it he didn't know this was in there which is very possible cuz he, he's you know he's a a moron or he was also a moron by telling republicans not to take advantage of something democrats were going to take advantage of and that he signed into law. To his credit, Trump did change his mind. On May 18th, he tweeted, Reopen our country. It appears it was then deleted. He would later stand on a White House balcony and remove his face mask after returning from treatment for COVID. But it was too little, too late. And this machine of panic and oppression he set in motion could no longer be controlled. What's more, once the first COVID shots became available, Trump, who had already been infected and recovered, chose to take them. His contribution to the serious misinformation campaign against the protection of natural immunity can't be understated. Millions of people who had already had COVID followed his lead and got the jab, which proved to be the least safe, least effective modern vaccine ever to be mass injected. Of the three vaccines Trump's government authorized, one, the Janssen shot was quickly discouraged from use, due to risk of dangerous blood clotting. The other two, from Moderna and Pfizer, began showing evidence of causing myocarditis just months after launch. And this was only one kind of adverse event that the government would admit was casually related to the vaccines. Many more adverse effects are hotly disputed today, but the government surveillance system, theirs has taken in a record-shattering number of adverse event reports for COVID shots compared to other vaccines. Though VAERS reports are unverified, the largest percentage of reports are typically submitted by healthcare professionals, about 40%, and vaccine manufacturers, about 30%. The system exists to generate safety signal detection. Excess mortality in 2021, the year of mass vaccination with the products Trump champion was even greater in 2020. If the jabs, which nearly everyone deemed vulnerable, took early that year, saved millions of lives, as Trump has claimed, how can this staggering rise in mortality be explained? Overdose deaths increased by 31%, a tragedy inseparable from lockdown fallout, yet only accountable for a small portion of the approximately 443,000 deaths over the expected number. Even deaths covered as COVID were at or above 2020 levels through most of 2021. Trump was simply wrong and the fallout from the COVID shots was that he was so proud of for the government to produce hand in glove with corporations with spotty track records and non-existent ones. Spike Vax was Moderna's first commercially available product. Is still being felt. The injections, speedy FDA authorization which happened on Trump's watch and the promotion by members of administration as safe and effective later paved the way for strict mandates by employers including city and state governments and the. US military. the Biden administration's attempt to force as many Americans as possible to take the experimental products wouldn't have been possible if Trump had not greenlighted Operation Warp Speed. Trump's biggest indictment is what is that what control did he have even after dissenting from fauci and Burks He refused to exercise. Defenders say moves like firing fauci Burks and extreme mass promoter Redfield wouldn't have meant much because the mass hysteria had already set in, but it would have meant everything to people hurt by COVID policies. It would have shown prudence, conviction, and willingness to learn from his errors. He deserves to be commended for hiring Dr. Scott Atlas, who promoted reopening schools, but he also kept key COVID panic pushers on board until he left office, and indeed said he didn't give enough credit for Fauci's work on COVID. For those of us who are willing to remember Trump's actions during 2020, pleased that Trump wanted to reopen the country ring hollow. We went through the COVID nightmare because Trump led us into it, empowering tyrants at all levels of government to strip us of our liberties. He has not apologized and said, we did the right thing instead. He took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution and he broke it. Any Democrat put in the White House is sure to oppress the people to an even greater extent. But primary voters must take Trump's pivotal mistakes during COVID into account, no matter their feelings on the indictments or the 2020 election. Trump simply can't be trusted with a second term. I love that. I love that. Good stuff. Good stuff. From Georgia, Georgie Borman of The Federalist. So, yes, that's what we see. We know that. We know that Trump created the COVID hysteria. He did. He let Fauci take over, and the COVID hysteria was in full force, right? Operation Warp Speed was his. He still takes credit for it. He still pretends, to this day, that the the vaccine was safe and effective, even as almost everyone else in his party calls bullshit on it. He continues to say that the vaccine was safe and effective. Now, even to the point where he gets some booze at rallies, he still continues to say it, right? Now, why would... Well, we know the reason. I'm saying, why would people in the Republican Party who support Trump give him a pass on this, right? All these people who support Trump and will vote for him again... They give him a pass on this. I mean, the the Trump supporters, the Trump cult, were the most ardent anti-vaccine people, COVID vaccine people out there. Anti-lockdown, anti-vaccine mandate, anti-mask. Yet, on this huge issue that they couldn't stop talking about, like all of us for three years, he just gets a pass. They just simply forget it. And they'll boo him a little bit when he mentions the vaccine at, at his rallies. So, you have to Think of that mindset of like a huge issue, right? Someone you like screwed you on a huge issue, ruined your life, ruined the life of others, killed people around you, closed the economy, killed society, and you just give them a total pass as though they never did it, as though they never did it. So you have to get into that mindset. So when people say, okay, we don't want DeSantis to alienate the Trump crowd. Who gives a shit? seriously who gives a shit? they're not reachable if they give their guy a pass on something this big then they they are not reachable let them all drink the kool-aid pass away and the world will be a better place who cares about them they're not going to be needed they're not needed to win the primary and they're not going to be needed to win the general election either because ron desantis doesn't need them because he'll get Democrats the way he did in Florida. There are many Democrats around this country for DeSantis. There are people like myself who went from Bernie Sanders to Ron DeSantis. Think about that. There are a lot of us. I'm not the only one. Uh, Daniel, who calls the show from time to time, isn't isn't the number two. Okay? Believe me. If there are two people who know each other, In San Francisco, who are Bernie Sanders supporters and now supporting DeSantis, there are millions of us around the country. I know we can't be the only two. So he doesn't need the Trump cult. He doesn't. Let them sit home on their lazy asses and try to help Kamala Harris become president. Let them do that if they want. I don't think he needs to coddle Trump supporters. I don't think he needs to be uh, nice to Trump. I don't think he needs them. Trump needs DeSantis supporters to win a general election more than DeSantis needs Trump supporters to win a general election because Trump can't get independents or Democrats. And DeSantis can because he just did it in the millions in Florida, a purple state until November. So I don't agree with this nonsense that he needs to coddle Trump supporters, be afraid of the Trump cult because he needs them. He doesn't need them. He doesn't need them. So when Trump alienates DeSantis supporters, he's he's truly screwing himself. Because without DeSantis voters, he has zero chance to win the general. Right now, he has zero. Let's put it he already has zero. He'll have sub-zero chance if DeSantis supporters don't show up for him. Hey, you're on, and let's be heard. How's it going? How's your how's your how was your day? IDK, are you there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had to uh enable my microphone.
0: <laughs> of yeah, exactly. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I can't remember that from before, you know. Huh. How's it going? Yeah. It's going all right. You know, I had a really good day. Actually a really good kind of a good week. And we just uh we got the uh leading rain in from the Hurricane Hillary. Oh, in God, the no. Las Ve- yeah, you- in the Las Vegas Valley. Oh. Yeah. Wait a minute. Did it hasn't hit
0: yet, has it?
1: No, it's supposed to hit uh tomorrow, I guess. Tomorrow. Uh, on, yes. the, on the yeah. Baja Peninsula. Right. Yeah, but we got we got like some kind of like forward uh moving storm of it. I, I don't know how it all works out, but we're supposed to get some flooding. It's gonna be interesting.
0: Wow. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that and Southern California is under its first ever hurricane, uh, tropical storm watch.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. They're hitting the West Coast now too.
0: (laughs) Crazy stuff. It is. Yeah.
1: I wanted, um, what you were talking about before, though, the reason I called in was, uh, are you familiar with Sasha Latipova? No. She is a scientist, uh, some kind of, I don't know, what her? I could look it up if you want me to. I I can't remember what her profession is, but uh, she was on the interview circuit. She would written some uh Substack articles exposing the entire thing, Operation Warp Speed, and and all that, as it it's a DoD operation, Mike. It doesn't matter who the who the president is.
0: Uh, but he take but he took credit for it.
1: Oh yeah. Think, yeah! Oh right. oh,
0: totally. Right. I'm, I'm not saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Trump, I, Trump, Trump's such a tough guy. He could have said, "I don't want this." Right? We don't. This is not a good vaccine.
1: He, yeah, but he's not right. a tough guy. He he's an egomaniac. Well, of That's well, how I'm he got saying. manipulated by his cabinet. Yeah. What's yeah.
0: that? Oh, sarcastically, yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, right. You
1: know. Right, right, right. They stroke his ego, and then he listens to him. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's pathetic. Um, but my point is, is you know, like. It, it seems to me like you you view the presidency as something more than a puppet of the military-industrial complex. And, the, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of Mickey, Mat. Have you heard that? No. It's military-industrial uh, – let me – I'm going to look that up because I want to get it right. Um, it's an acrony- acronym for Military-Industrial Cong- Congressional Intelligence – media academia think tank mm-hmm. so it's basically all of it it's yeah. you know MIT it's you know um, Berkeley like all of the the Ivy League universities along with the mainstream media the uh, military the congress you know it's all of them together they're they're basically it it's a conspiracy in plain sight you know what i mean yeah. and and so the president isn't basically doesn't have any power. They why wasn't wait a minute, why wasn't
0: well why wasn't Ron DeSantis afraid of them? He didn't mandate He's part
1: the, of it. He's part
0: of it. That he was he was me. a
1: Jad guy at Guantanamo. No,
0: but Ron DeSantis did not mandate the vaccine. Why didn't he mandate the vaccine? Like oh you know what I'm saying
2: oh. why didn't oh, he didn't
0: mandate the vaccine the way Gavin Newsom did? And, Andrew my, and Cuomo. my
1: guess my guess is he's um what do they call that? Controlled opposition. They got to have somebody on both sides. I don't know.
0: That's you too know much what I of, mean? That's too much conspiracy theory for me.
1: Yeah, I, I can understand that would be. Oh, you, know, what
0: I, I you know what I would agree with? Some people have backbone and some people don't. Some people up a okay. fight, at least, and some people don't bother. And DeSantis is the kind of guy who will put up a fight if he wins or not. He usually wins, though. But Trump is not the kind of guy who put up any kind of a fight well he
1: puts up I'm a different that. kind of fight, yeah no Trump puts up a different kind of fight
0: yeah
1: he he he's uh well like they like they called him the Teflon Don you know he he gets the um, backroom deals done he's more into that smoky backroom deal kind of crap uh-huh. but but and I and don't get me wrong, I was really happy when uh DeSantis filed that suit against big Pharma how's that going by the way
0: yeah. did it go anywhere? I think it's still in motion. I think it's still in motion. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I'd, I'd really like to see how that turns out. I was really happy when when he uh, filed it. It gave me some hope.
0: Well, hopefully, you know, the civil stuff is great, you know, but I would like criminal stuff to happen as well, criminal prosecution.
1: Oh, yeah. That so. didn't have any kind of criminal element? I didn't know.
0: I don't think so. Is it
1: – it was just for the lying?
0: Yeah. What, like, want... Yeah, liability for lying yeah and
1: Uh, he wants millions of dollars to get paid to to the state of florida huh so he can administer it
0: correct yeah (laughs) yeah no so you know it's just a matter of trying to hold people accountable in some way
1: oh yeah yeah absolutely and i want to see it done you know i i really i i hope people keep talking about it i know there's some people that say it's boring or they're just you know sick of it and they're just they want it to be over and in the past but I, I want people to keep talking about it because they will try this again. You know oh, about that whole.
0: I I found the- her. Sasha Ladapova, L A T Y P O V A. She has a Substack. Yes. And she's um she used to be a pharma person, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she was a pharma and medical device executive. And she's yep. now uncovering fraud in the industry. Yep. Yeah, look at this. Pretty interesting. Okay, there you go. She's natural person. Yes,
1: see, see what she has to say. If you if COVID is a of interest to you, and it's not like you know, I mean, I know I personally am. Uh, I identify as a conspiracy theorist, and my my <laughs> pronoun my pronouns are told you and so. By the way, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so please refer to me as that. No, <laughs> you.
0: Know, you I must refer to you as. as uh, yes. Just, yep. Yeah. As told, told you so. You. Told you, but, and so. I like that.
1: Yep. Yep. I get deep into the muck with it, but um, I'm also reasonable. You know, I'm not like tinfoil hat or anything like that. Uh, I just, I want the truth, you know, and so that's what I seek.
0: I wonder if I could wear, I saw a guy once, it was in New York about a year ago, and he was wearing, really, he had a backpack on, this guy, young guy, and he was wearing a backpack, and on the backpack he had a little patch and it had his pronouns. It had his pronouns, he, him. He him. Oh. I, if I could wear one that says up up your ass. Up your slash ass. <laughs> I mean, come yeah, on. Up me. slash
1: your slash ass. Yeah. I like how
0: crazy these people have gotten that they're wearing backpacks with patches that show their pronouns? And the guy was obviously male. I mean, he was a guy. I mean, so it, it, I never understood that whole thing. If I first of all, I'm not gonna talk to a stranger in public anyway. So what the who's the What's the difference? And if I right. see someone, I'm gonna say hello. I'm not going to say any. I'm not going to say guy, he, sir. you, they, sir. Right. I'm just going to say yep. hello. So what the fuck is this with pronouns? See, these people are crazy. That's what it is. Yep. They're they're insane. Yeah.
1: I have no idea because, like, my local Seven Eleven, there's at least two cashiers, three, possibly four. I can't tell what their gender is. And they have, you know, these odd color hair, and you know, sometimes I have to like refer to them in the third person because my my children, you know, they're. Um, I have to tell them to hand the stuff to to them to get uh, checked out or whatever, mm-hmm. and I stumble over it. I'm like, I don't know if I should say her, him, they. I usually just pick on. Um, I pick they, so I don't insult anyone.
0: Oh my goodness, it's it's tough yeah. sometimes. Sometimes it's yeah. not so easy to know if someone's male or female, right? You can't quite tell. Right. Either. So, you know, it's it's just better to not even bother with any kind of pronouns really with those Yes.
1: Things. And it's getting ridiculous. It's like no matter you can't how can I put this? Uh you could be perfect in your execution and they will still find something to bitch about. You know, yeah. like they they it's it's impossible to satisfy them. Right. So, right. right. I gave up.
0: yeah Yeah. you know so it's um it's tough you know it's funny these people they screw themselves up so much where you can't tell what gender they are and then it's your fault for not knowing Mm -hmm. i love that it's your fault for not being able to figure out what's going on in their screwed up head i I don't get it it's really they
1: they seek to be offended
0: that's part of you know what you just put your hand on it they seek you put your finger right on it they they seek to be offended they want yes. to be, they want to get into a confrontation.
1: Yes. Oh, And, and part of it is the attention seeking, you know, like they want to be special, you know, that's, and everybody does, but you know, it's just, I don't know something about this generation or this moment. That's just, it, it's encouraging them to do Did it. Did mom daddy
0: not give them enough attention when they were kids?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> or or it's partly that the government is, is like, um, making itself out to be mommy and daddy, the nanny state, and, you know, uh, we have to be dependent on it. You know, there's that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's very possible. I don't know. I'm just over them. I really am. I'm over Me too. People. It's like, you know what? They yeah. need to get some kind of a life outside of always being offended, always having to take on some kind of a cause. And that's it, you know, it's like, you're right. It's an inert thing because I've talked about this before that they fight for certain things, right? They fight, they fight, they fight. And then they get those certain things. Then they need to find something. In other words, they need to keep fighting, right? They need to find something else to fight about. So in other words, they got civil unions, right? Okay, that wasn't enough. They fought for the marriage. They got the marriage, right? They got, you know, a workplace, Stuff you know, you, you, they're 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 uh, protected in, in most places, and you know from any kind of being fired or demotions, and they're right up there with race and gender as far as equality, and not enough. They have to find something else to fight about. Exactly. That, just, that's a that's a very uh, that's a, that's a psycho once again it's, it's a psychological thing going on where they're never going to be happy with being just normal, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Are you a fan of Glenn Greenwald?
0: Yeah, sure. Absolutely.
1: He he has the show a system update on Rumble. Uh-huh. And uh some of his coverage on this was very enlightening. It was um he was basically making it out to be uh how authoritarian and fascist they are because they are actually compelling your speech. Of course. They're trying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, wait a minute. Look, it it goes hand in hand with everything else they did over the last three years, right? Compelling you to wear a mask, right? Compelling you to shut your business down. Compelling you to stay home. Compelling your child to not be able to go to school. Compelling that you can't see your loved ones. Doing exactly what they say. And now they're saying, this is not like a uh, suggestion. They want you to have to use the words they want you to use. Of course.
1: Yeah, they want to make it hate speech and criminalize it. And you're a domestic terrorist if you don't comply.
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I
1: know. Are, are you, are you spiritual at all? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm kind of the same way. But, uh, uh, I'm yeah. not, I'm
0: certainly not religious. So I would, right. I, 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 I have no problem like being more spiritual, but I, I wouldn't be religious.
1: Well, the the reason I ask is because another thing that they tried to shut down was churches, you know, social gatherings. And then I've I've noticed I like to watch these uh, creepy TikTok compilations on YouTube. And one of the things that uh, keeps coming up over and over are these pop artists, you know, these like modern, you know, whatever, the music industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, A a lot of the like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Demon and, and Luciferian and, uh, um, what do you call it, Illuminati symbolism. Right. They're, like, doing, yeah, the poses. All right, so and the- I,
0: I know you're a conspiracy person. You weren't here yet when I mentioned this. But just, just before I went on the air today, I was watching the last segment of Pete Hegseth on Fox filling in for Jesse Waters. And he had on this, this, this young white kid, like, in his 20s. And this kid is part of the all birds are fake. Oh, theme. yeah. So every, okay. but, but, but every bird, are you in that camp? No, no, okay. not at all.
1: <laughs>
0: no, I've seen birds
1: up close and personal. I have pigeons that come in. Yeah.
0: No, no but I, they make I, them look real. Don't you get it?
1: Yeah, that's true. Yes, they do. I know. <laughs>
0: no, it's interesting because seen... Pete Hegseth was like, you know, I could see the government putting in a couple of drones here and there that kind of look like birds. I get that. But you're saying every single bird in this country is not real it's a it's a bio weapon and this kid yeah i
1: can't that yeah that's getting ridiculous i mean he
0: believed it you can see he believed it it wasn't a joke it wasn't a gag it's not like just a way to get attention he seemed to really believe it
1: well that's the scary part about this post-truth world that we live in and part of the problem with that is that our mainstream media are lying observably you know Yeah. yeah so we have nowhere to turn
0: to, yeah. to actually get and, and they truth love, anymore, and what the media loves doing is covering the most ridiculous conspiracies to make all the truthful yeah. ones seem fake. You see, that's the yes. game we play. They put they they show the most extreme wackos. So when you say something like the vaccine isn't safe, oh, you're crazy, you're a whack job. You know, they lump everyone together and they only show the most extreme ones that make people laugh and make Absolutely. people think. Everyone's a nut job who doesn't go along with the the uh, you know the 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 mainstream narrative, and that's the game they play. That's yes. the game they play, you know. So
1: and and, and I think it's also uh, propped up by like the flat Earth thing that was going around a few years ago. I know it's still hanging on, but it to my mind, I'm thinking that the security state actually uh, actually blew some air into it. Like they <laughs> want to make. They wanna make people crazy. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well yeah, exactly. They want they oh. do. You know, so I uh, you know, I, I think it's I, I think it's actually funny to think every bird is fake, you know. I just hope this doesn't make people start dissecting birds. I don't want that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> to see if they can right. find the
0: chip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see if they can
1: right. We got we gotta keep some birds and bees alive, otherwise we're gonna die.
0: Yeah, you I know, would that hope whole so. thing, I right? Would hope so. Yeah.
1: Four years, if the bees all disappeared, uh, all the food would be I, uh, there I, wouldn't be any more food.
0: Yeah, and I and I hate bees. I do. I know they're here mm-hmm. for a reason, but I just don't like them.
1: I, mm-hmm. always,
0: I always seem to run from them. So, that's,
1: yep. That's... I feel the same way about most bugs. You know, like uh, I can't stay mosquitoes, but I know they serve a purpose. Oh, Basically, a food source oh. for bats. I you know, think. Do you, know
0: but... who, do you know who's really afraid of mosquitoes? Trump. Huh. Tried. Oh really? Oh, okay. he's deathly, deathly, afraid of mosquitoes.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yes. Yep.
1: Is it? Is it because of malaria? Or I mean, yeah, like it's because you know he
0: thinks they they carry crap in you know. Yeah, and they do. And they're, he's afraid of getting bitten. Ha-
1: oh. Have you heard? Have you heard about the Bill Gates uh, mosquito thing?
0: No. What's this?
1: Oh, dude. Check it out. Um, you will be able to find this. Uh, Peter Hotez, I think, was involved possibly in something like this. But uh, <clears throat> the point is, is that there was a um, an operation. Uh, I can't remember what country. It was somewhere in South America or Central America. But they were genetically engineering mosquitoes to try to beat malaria. So they were like basically um, that what they want to do is genetically engineer mosquitoes to be able to vaccinate people.
0: Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I
1: know. Oh, yes. I
0: don't, I, know. I don't want to think about that. I know. I don't want to think about that. I know. They, they, why would they have to do that when they can, what we saw, they could just simply break into your apartment and make you take it? I mean, what are they yes. going to do? What are we going to do, right? If they want to break your door down. Believe me, if they could do that, they did it in China, right? If they can do it here, they would. If we didn't have the constitution protections here, they absolutely would have done that. They would have been forcing it. Into people's arms.
1: Yeah, I mean, and they're they, trying. They, to they take did. That they apart. did in
0: many in many ways. They did. They pressured people to get it, but they would yeah. have forcibly, physically injected people if they could have.
1: Yeah, they pressured them by threatening their jobs, their livelihood. Right. You know, like you, you either get vaccinated or you get fired. Yeah, did so you hear thought- about the Nike lawsuit, by the way?
0: No, which one is that?
1: Oh, they they basically mandated vaccines, and this lady got injured. And I she know. was like high level management. So she's yep. suing
0: them now. Yeah. Everyone needs to do that. Everyone yes. needs to do that. Sue the, you can't sue for some reason. I think it's bullshit. So you can't sue Pfizer and such, but you can. And, uh, but sue the, sue the people who made you get it. Sue the businesses, sue the corporations, yes. sue yes. your jobs. That's it. Yes. That's what you Absolutely. have to do. You know? Yeah. But, I want
1: to see more of it. That's why I was so happy about the, the uh, Ron DeSantis suit too.
0: All these suits, I can't keep track of them. There's so yeah. many. Yeah,
1: and that's i wonderful. i hope I hope they all go through. You know, like uh, uh, I know that it's like they say the revolution will not be televised, so we're not going to hear about it on the mainstream media.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's the kind of thing that we need to like dig into and follow and pass that news around. I know Disney
0: tried to sue DeSantis and lost. So that's good.
1: What uh, did they try to sue him for?
0: Well, hurting their business for coming out against, oh. you know, so he, I, I guess they claimed injuries because the governor of Florida has, you know, uh, you know, uh, held them accountable for their crap. But they lost. They lost.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Interesting. Yes. And, and yeah. also they were getting unfair breaks. Those those tax breaks they were getting were were unfair. <laughs> so. Right. Right. They can't claim any kind of injury there. They were saving billions of dollars because of those unfair that unfair tax deal they were getting. So
1: Are they gonna have to pay it back now? I don't, I don't know,
0: know, but you know, if you know you're getting a great deal that you shouldn't be getting, wouldn't you just keep your mouth shut and not rattle the cage? Not yes. try to get the governor mad at you? Of course.
1: Yes. That's how didn't. it usually works. Right, yes. but they didn't.
0: But they didn't because they're woke assholes with big mouths. Who have to be political activists and just can't run their damn business. You know, go woke, go broke, right? Go woke, go broke. That ain't no joke. Go woke go yep. woke,
1: no Hollywood now too. Yeah.
0: Hollywood too. Yeah, Hollywood too. Yeah. That's why there's so little sympathy for these writers that are on strike now, right? Mm, yes. There's so little sympathy. No one's really talking about it. You know, it's like they don't care about Hollywood because Hollywood has screwed themselves with all of this wokeness and their extreme left pandering, that most people in this country couldn't care less about Hollywood writers.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I I, I feel the same way uh, for them as I do for any other worker. They were told, you know, like they they were given a mandate from their bosses, just like everybody else gets. You know, they were told that they needed to do these woke scripts and, you know, whatever agendas. So I I feel for them.
0: Yeah, no, uh-huh. it's the only ones they they could sell. You yes. Know, you can't sell. Look, look how tough it is to get a film like Sound of Freedom made, right? Yes, because, yes. Because Hollywood doesn't want that stuff. They yep. don't want that stuff. They want stuff yep. that panders to the left, which is so bizarre, and they are. since ha- at least half of this country is not that way. It, that's why Sound of Freedom is making so much money. Maybe yeah. Hollywood will take note and say, look, this film, which is not really a right-wing film at all, it's just not left-wing bullshit. Is actually making a lot of money, yeah. you know? Maybe there's money well, to be made by, like, appealing to the masses, to the majority, not just a small minority of people on each coast, right?
1: Yeah, but what they're trying to do is socially engineer us. They want to influence absolutely. us.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't work that way because our morals come from an internal source. Right. You know they don't. They don't. They can't influence
0: us that way. And you know the big difference. And I, I there might have been a time when I thought this was wacky because I'm not religious. But Ron DeSantis says this, and after COVID, he's right that our rights. Look, they they there's our rights that we have. He calls them God given, not mm. the left believes our rights are man given. Right, that the government mm-hmm. gives us those rights and can take them away if they want, which is ridiculous
1: then it's not a right it's a privilege exactly
0: right. and, and the says they're god given now you don't have to believe in god right just belief that as human beings we are born into these rights that no yes. person no no government no politician no no governing body has the right to say oh now you have these and we can take them away anytime we want that's not the exactly exactly the true.
1: point of the Constitution is to limit the government, to keep the government from trying to take those rights away. Absolutely. Right?
0: Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. That's what, the, that's what the left doesn't understand, what you just said. That the Constitution Absolutely. is there to prevent government from taking these quote-unquote God-given rights away from us. The Constitution is not there to give us those rights. They don't seem to get it.
1: Right. Don't well, the that. other thing they don't they don't get is you can't legislate morality because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to impose their morality.
0: Of course, they want us to do things the way they want. Yeah, do it the way they according. and do do it the way we want. Or we're just going to, like, cancel you, pretend you don't exist yep. anymore. <laughs>
1: <Right>? Exactly. <laughs> they want to impose their values. Yeah. And it doesn't work that way because it, just like our rights, our morals are inherent, too. You know, it comes from
0: within. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for the call. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, you bet. Good talking have, to you.
0: Have a great weekend. Okay? You too. All right. All right. And, of course, watch out for that uh, tropical. Hillary. Hurricane Hillary. Hey. How come the left isn't talking about it? If it was called Hurricane uh, Ron or Hurricane Don, they'd be talking about that, wouldn't they? They'd be laughing. They'd be guffawing. <laughs> but it's Hurricane. Do you notice? Wait a minute. You have to have noticed this, that they took one L out. You're not, who, who, what Hillary (laughs) spells her name H-I-L-A-R-Y. I've never seen Hillary spelled H-I-L-A-R-Y, but they took out the L. You know they took out one of the L's, so people wouldn't compare it to Hillary Clinton. Too bad, I do it anyway. So Hurricane Hillary, that's how sad they are. That's how much they want to control the narrative. Even the weather people take out an L so people don't try to call it Hurricane Hillary Clinton. Isn't that sick? Isn't it sick? You can't even have fun. They have no sense of humor. They have no sense of humor. No one's saying the hurricane is actually Hillary Clinton flying through the sky, although I wish it was. I wish it was. Bill, I'll get to you in one second. But I I just want to... Uh, you, don't worry, you could talk about the COVID stuff. I, I, I did pull up an article, though, about uh, the, the debate coming up. So Trump is playing to skip the debate. We know that. But now he wants to sit down for interview with uh, T- Tucker Tucker on, uh, on X, on Twitter. Over the last 24 hours, Trump has increasingly been informing those close to him that he's made his decision and won't be on that debate stage. The timing for the interview on Tucker has yet to be determined, but expected to air around the same time as the debate. CNN previously reported that Trump was not expected to participate in the debate and that his campaign had engaged in conversations with Tucker about a potential interview as counter-programming. Trump's advisors continue, though, listen to it, here's the key, to add that caveat that the former president could ultimately change his mind and decide at the 11th hour, He's going to go to the debate. Why? Because Donald Trump's word doesn't mean anything. We know that. Donald Trump's word means nothing, which is why I don't understand why he doesn't sign this loyalty pledge. Evidently, he'll have to sign it, supposedly, if he wants to ever debate, either in this one or future ones. So, but just sign it. His word doesn't mean anything. Come on. Trump had both publicly and privately feuded with Fox News, as has Carlson, who left the network earlier this year, blah, blah, blah. The former president has privately uh, floated, publicly also floated, skipping either one or both of the first two, given his lead in the polls. The second debate is scheduled for September at the Ron Reagan Library, hey, in California. Wednesday's primary debate is the first. It will come just after a week after, okay, so here we go. That's it. Okay, so that's it, of course. So he might attend the debate. He might attend Tucker. He might do nothing. He might go to hell that's my that's my choice uh there's something I'll, I'll read this other article in a bit let's go to bill hey bill how's it going hi
4: mike hi heidi good to hear you hey um, heidi
0: heidi Heidi, ho
4: i appreciate heidi's uh, acronym i hadn't heard that before i looked it up and then she defined it i was like oh interesting that was <laughs> yeah. i like it i like mm-hmm. it but um glad to hear it so what I put in the chat was a study I recently discovered uh, where they found spike protein accumulating in the skull men- meninges, brain axis. Um, and in the article, not in the title, but in the article in the text, well, uh, the injection of spike protein alone caused cell death in the brain. The Injection of Spike Protein Alone Caused Cell Death in the Brain. This is, um, you see the article in the live chat. It's not in the title, though. Mm -hmm. The title is relating to spike protein from the disease, but in in the text of it, The Injection of Spike Protein Alone Caused Cell Death in the Brain. I'm like, holy shit, people need to hear this one. Right, Mike? I mean, that's messed up. That is Um, crazy. Wow. That's crazy, yeah. So I, you got that in the chat, and then I, I carried on a little bit. Oh, I made some comments. That you guys are talking about Silent Spring, 1962, talking about the pesticides killing the birds because it kills the bees. So we'll have a Silent Spring eventually if they keep it up, you know. Oh. Rachel Carson. Oh. But anyway, um, so interesting. You know, of course, the FDA recently approved of doctors prescribing ivermectin. I think you covered that, right?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Now they say you can take it,
4: right? Yeah, now they can prescribe now, it. Yeah, now
0: we can prescribe it,
4: yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Which, of course, we yeah. talked about how ivermectin and fenbendazole combination is kryptonite versus cancer. They've known fenbendazole is effective versus cancer since... 2013, the last 10 years, people dying all kinds of cancers. We talked about that. So it's unbelievable, the big pharma. Um, the other thing I I mentioned is a, there's a pharma whistleblower, Karen Kingston, who's gone missing. I, I saw this on Mark Crispin Miller's I Get His Substack Notifications for like 10 days. I don't know where she is, but the public statements are that she's suffering from some type of malaria psychosis. What? Which, of course... She, of all people, knows that hydroxychloroquine on the World Health Organization list of essential medicines for just that malaria. Right. Like, what's the chances that she's suffering from malaria psychosis? Like, fucking nonsense. Holy but, wow. yeah, yeah. She's missing, and that spanks Brandi Vaughn, a Merck whistleblower uh, who went miss, well, in 2017, there were threats on her life, and she- they found her dead in her house in 2017 in Montecito, California. Oh. Brandy Vaughn. That's uh, so. That's a real famous. So it's people are concerned because Karen Kingston was all over, you know, social media. Uh, uh, I'm thinking uh, Dr. Jane Ruby, and uh, there was another guy who's kind of a. Oh, what's his name? I can see him in my mind. If I keep talking, I might remember. He has another platform, and she's been all over. Karen Kingston's on Telegram. And you know, it's one of those whistleblowers they don't hear much about,
0: right? Right? Right?
4: And um, yeah, so everybody's worried about what happened to her. Stu Peterson, I know if I kept talking, I'd think of him. You ever hear of Stu Peterson? He's kind of a right wing pundit. Uh, who? No. Yeah, he's big in social media.
0: Jordan of. Peterson, I've heard of, but not I haven't
4: heard. Yeah, Stu. No, Stu's got a good following, and uh, he's hard hitting. Um, and he has Doctor Jane Ruby, who, who's a, a former pharma, and then he was interviewing Karen Kingston a lot, and so all those people are very concerned about her. So I just thought I'd share that. And yeah, Sasha, Sasha, Latipova, I have recently learned about her too. That was good to hear about what Heidi had to say about that.
0: Well, I, oh, love and- this, I love these former big pharma whistleblowers. You know, people who used to work big pharma, yes, and then they come out. And we there's quite a few of them. there really are, you yeah. Know, who, who, you know, I guess for one reason or another, get tired of what's happening, yeah, or feel that they got into it for a different reason and they saw what was going on and they didn't like it, so they come out and they this whistleblowing and they talk about what's going on. Absolutely, sure those people get zero coverage in the mainstream media.
4: Uh, right, right, right. Of course, if anything, they, they're put on the dirty dozen list. Oh, there was a doctor who just lost her medical license. She was an osteopath. What was her name? Northrop, I think hmm. this osteopath who, it's her kids aren't vaccinated. She's kind of like the Amish, you know, and right. she was never vaccinated. And so she was out all against, you know, uh, everything you can imagine. I think it's Chris. Oh, I'm trying to remember her name. I'll have to research that one. I think it's Northrop, but she just lost her medical license, Mike. Just right. for, yeah. Can you imagine? Absolutely insane. So, so, Oh, and then I found an article on the recent study on infection fatality rates for actual for COVID. Mm-hmm. And as you and I both know, it's minuscule, 0 to 19 years, point zero 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 three percent right? And then yeah. even if you go all the way down to my age, age category, 60, to 69, it's 0.506%. But that includes people with all manner of comorbidities metabolic syndrome anything and everything is grouped mm-hmm. into that so sick people with cancer it doesn't matter the total infection fatality rate for 60 to 69 is half a one percent
0: right
4: and and yeah so and that then your younger age cohorts it's obviously a lot less and it's just insanity and we have the World Health Organization wanting to push through these uh uh international health regulation mandates that that that, oh my god i mean and one thing you mentioned i want to tie it back to trump is you know i appreciate what heidi's saying but uh and you have desantis who joseph lied upon him but constantly pushing back against big pharma and uh disney and the woke thing and uh You know that's why I think you mentioned last night. We're seeing this circus with Biden, Trump, Biden, Trump to build Trump as uh, up as a martyr, get all his you know hype up around that, and then we know the Biden crime family. You got two crime families battling it out here, and to basically you know get us in a position where where DeSantis gets. (laughs) Doesn't get the vote, and and you talked about it, and how eventually Biden wins because that's what the deep state wants. you know what I mean? It, it, right. They want to carry on their what they puppets for for the transnational corporation, banksters, and everything. We don't have a government of buying for the people at all. At all, it's all captured. Right. All the regulatory bodies are captured, and the cabinets are captured of every president, and. Um, since jfk you know so i would argue anyway so uh so the thing is a guy like DeSantis isn't going to serve the big farmer complex you know he's not going to serve the woke agenda and he'll go against disney and file lawsuit against pharma so i'd be surprised if they let him get in you know they are mike what do you think
0: well, I don't know. You know, I'd like to so, see
4: him. You know, yeah, him I and know,
0: I don't know how much you know pull they have, or I, I don't. I don't know. Once again, I don't know that theory about they can allow, they can make people vote one way or the other. You know, I, I don't think that's the case. You know, um, I think that they've had enemies before in high places. So okay, but they have so much money. These people build. They have so much. Where else do they have that's so important? Lobbying power, right? They right have lobbying power. So who who cares? They don't really care about the president. They just lobby Congress. Yeah, that's true. Look at how many shills they have. Look how many big farmer shills they have in Congress. Right? Oh it's yeah. The like majority. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so that's how they get things done. It doesn't. They don't care about the president. I don't think. I think that's not the top person on their mind. I think they. Yeah. That's why you lobby Congress. You don't really lobby the president. You lobby Congress. You know? True. So they, they they have so much power that it's going to be difficult for any one man any one president to like, to, to really take away the power they That's have. right. you know, but, uh, uh you know, I, I think, look, let's put it this way. Donald Trump has proven that he's a big farmer shill, right? He is, okay. you know, uh, uh, Vivek is making a lot of money. That's why we like to call him farmer swampy because right. he's a big farmer guy too. So it's a matter of like, you know, I think, as far in in that category, from what we've seen over the last three years, DeSantis is the best guy going forward with that stuff. Yeah, you know. So, you know, I, I just, uh, I, 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 what I want is the next president, hopefully Ron DeSantis, to try mm-hmm. to do what they can to stop this this yearly booster rollout. Oh yeah, yeah I, I don't know how much, of- how much power the 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 president would have. Right, but he could use the bully pulpit to say enough with the COVID vaccine. Sure. We're not, we're not producing them anymore. If he can do something as far as not producing the COVID vaccine anymore for the country, I think mm-hmm. that would be important. And we know Trump's not going to do that because that's his vaccine. He loves it.
4: Oh, yeah. Don't forget Eli Lilly, Alex uh, Azar, was his health and human services secretary. Right. And when Alex Azar was with Eli Lilly, they raised the price of insulin. 300%. I mean, come on. It's not going to come in and do the opposite for Trump and drop. No, of course or, you, not.
0: Know. you know, I saw a tweet today on uh, on X that you would have liked, which is someone saying that they were a big Trump supporter. They believe what he said about draining the swamp and then he brought in people like Bolton and Minuchin. Right. That's it. No more no more supporting Trump that he was full of shit. Yeah. You know, so some people get it. You know, some people understand that as DeSantis said, the swamp wasn't drained. It got swampier, right? Mnuchin, right, you, right. You've named them all. Mnuchin, yeah. Bolton, Fauci. You can go yeah. down the line, right? Yeah. you know, it's so. true.
4: Yeah, and the idea that he's against sex trafficking when he assigns Alice Costa, who gives that a slap on the wrist 10, 12 years earlier in Florida as a prosecutor, one kind of sex trafficking on a 14-year-old? You know what I mean? That was his, his labor secretary he appointed. Remember? Alex yep. Azar,
3: right?
4: Yep, yep. Um, I think I have the name right there. Anyway, there was two Alex: Alex Acosta, Alex Azar. Alex Acosta was his labor secretary. Do I have that right? I'm trying to remember. Anyway, one of them gave Epstein a slap on the wrist and became one of Trump's labor secretary that handles sex trafficking. Mm. Like, what? Of course, because Epstein was his buddy, so he wasn't going to do anything against them. I mean, uh, that's the thing that drives me crazy. People... To think Trump's against sex trafficking when that was clearly a part of his whole thing. I mean, uh, Maria Farmer and uh, Whitney Webb talking about how Ivana Trump went out with the Maxwell to recruit girls as young as twelve years old. That's a crime in itself called grooming. Right, and uh, and so and not to mention Maria Farmer said Melania Trump was a product of Epstein. Uh, was a runway model, came through Leslie Wexner, and was actually sold to Trump right. um, as uh, as part of that Epstein package. So right. remember, that's what's, you know, and if you go to Whitney Webb and you read that, I know you're aware of her. So, but um, this, the other thing I want to touch, uh, Heidi's mentioning, check out Shiva. He's totally against Ramaswamy, says he's upper caste <laughs> Indian. And behaves like a used car salesman. <laughs>
0: well, he is. He does. He is a used car salesman. That's exactly yeah. how he speaks. It's like a used car salesman, of the old, you know, snake oil salesman in the old West. They'd pull up with their wagon. Remember those guys? Yeah. Let me show you what I got here. This can cure every disease. You know, that's basically, you know, Farmer Swampy. He's a, he's a fast talker, who, yeah. a spoiled little rich kid who, uh, if he were white, no one would give him the time of day, right? That's his face. Right. If he were white, if he looked like Mark Zuckerberg, he wouldn't get the time of day. But because right. he's a Nardi, because he's Hindu, blah, 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 okay, we have to, I guess we have to let him do his thing. But he's a worthless old, he's a worthless young, wealthy, spoiled asshole, basically is what he is. And he's just there. Once again, he's hes a typical of what people hate about politicians, was that everything he does, just like Gavin Newsom in a way, everything he does is for politics, to better himself and his standing and his future in the political world and he wants to be able to pick up trump's sloppy seconds with the cult once trump is gone which he knows is going to be sooner rather than later he wants to pick up his uh, his followers that's what he wants for the right future. you know so that's why he's kissing his ass not criticizing him every time he's indicted he, he you know yeah. Look, I, I don't mind if you're a Republican and you think these indictments are politically motivated. You put out a statement. DeSantis has done that. But he goes, you know, head over heels into it. Oh, I'm going to sue. I'm going to file lawsuits. And this is horrible. Come on. Give me a break. So we know I can see right through him. Most people can see right through him. But there are some people who are fooled by fast talker. It happens every day in this country, right? People are fooled by fast talkers, and they usually regret it later on.
4: Yeah, and um, I just mentioned V Shiva. I, I think it was I saw about him on Last American Vagabond, I think. I'm trying to remember. V Shiva, isn't he a professor, Heidi? I think he is he a professor. Is that his background? Lower caste Indian. He invented email. He's brilliant, loves America, loves it for the principles of justice and freedom. Right. Yeah, right, right. I've heard of him, but I haven't, I haven't looked more into him. But um, I want to mention, too, Mike, real quick, something for next week, the Lahai, La, Lahaina Maui tragedy. Oh, my God, there's so much going on there. That's so tragic and so bizarre. I mean, for example, the the, the sirens for the early warning system that never went off, the, that's used, tested monthly for um, tsunami, tsunamis and fires and things, no notification notification. They're saying the residents are saying that the they're, they're estimating death tolls 450 to up to a thousand people. And um, FEMA, a day and a half, two days ago, brought in new cadaver dogs to search uh, the wreckage. And uh, children who they had the day off because of the high winds were home alone. Uh, whole families found huddling together because the homes are close together and they have really high hurricane winds. But um, also, water pressure failing to where there was no water available. Um, uh, there's all kinds of things from that that are horrible that converged along with high winds. To yeah. uh, I mean, it's just unbelievably tragic. Um, yeah. And go ahead, were you going to say something, Mike? Did you want?
0: No, to no, say- go ahead. I was just going uh, mean, to. I'm going to let you go in a second because I want to get to the next caller. Then I have to. I have to do some film reviews. Yeah, maybe next week we could yeah, talk about. We'll get right back to it. You know. Yeah. Okay. I'll le- the all right, big, Mike. This week's the big week, Bill. Wednesday's a big night, right? So. What? What? What's Wednesday? Come on, the debate. The debate.
4: <laughs> what debate? I wasn't aware. Who's the debating party, Wednesday? The, debate. the first
0: Republican of... <laughs> debate. Is oh, DeSantis
4: Wednesday? is going to be Wednesday night. Yeah.
0: The... Well, DeSantis and, uh, you know, it's a. By the way, the the bar is so low it seems to get on this debate stage. That that guy named what's his name? That that older guy, Perry something. What's his name? The I don't old know. guy running with the looks like he has fake hair, the plugs. Anyway, that businessman is is going to be in it, and no one even knows who the hell he is. I think I think the 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 standards need to be higher. I don't think I think the standard is like you raise eight dollars, you can get into the well, Who's but, this?
4: Who's the DeSantis going to be debating? Who else is in the ballpark, given Christie? Who's Christian, seriously?
0: Well, Christie and Ramaswamy.
4: Oh, uh, Ramaswamy. Yeah.
0: Uh, Christie, Farmer Swampy, and uh, Pence. Farmer Swampy. Well, that's, that's what we call him. And and Pence. Pence. Oh, Pence!
4: Come on, anywhere there is nobody on that debate stage that holds a, a candle, and has any real shot other than DeSantis. No, I mean,
0: Pence has a very Calm way. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Who knows?
4: That's all an act anyway.
0: Pence is going um, to position himself as like the Reagan-esque candidate. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. You know, I, I talk very calmly and I'm like a father figure. I get what, Like what Reagan without the
4: charisma, you mean? <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess so. I guess is, so. Is it me
4: or is it like watching Styrofoam? That's what I feel like when I watch... <laughs> <laughs> what, it's like watching a Styrofoam. This guy, it can't be who he is. It's it's not yeah. real.
0: Mr. Obrador, build this wall. <laughs> I think if you
4: if you study him, wasn't he involved in homosexual relationships in his youth?
0: I, I don't know. I don't want to get into that tonight. I think <laughs> so. Uh, you know what? That would give me nightmares. I don't even want to think about being <laughs> gay. <laughs> I really think I just
4: think like that. obama calling michelle michael yeah. twice publicly yeah,
0: exactly oh my god we've already had
4: the first trans yeah. president couple you know
0: yeah let's, let's, ask, let's uh, make a new conspiracy john rivers huh let's make a new conspiracy pence was involved in a three-way war <laughs> with barack and michael <laughs> back in the day the three ways so all right. bill i'll talk to you next week all right mike Thank okay. You. Okay. All right. Oh, my goodness. Um yeah i want to do one story then we'll do jack and then we'll do another story and then we'll do film that's the that's the rundown um so here in san francisco and a couple other cities we have those uh self-driving vehicles they're called cruise and waymo and uh they're self-driving it's very weird you look to your left or right and you'll see a car and there's no one in there (laughs) it's very bizarre it's like back to the future right Um, and the the local progressive politicians are are against this. They're against it because of a myriad of reasons that have nothing to do with safety, but there have been a few fender benders lately with these cars because nothing's perfect. It is a pretty good system, though, but the the amount of accidents that these cars have are far less than the accidents humans have. And so now, there was something recently happened with, uh, it went through a green light, but there was a Fire truck, and usually when the fire truck, you know, has its signals on, it, the, the, the car is programmed to stop. But this one didn't, and it hit the fire truck, right? And so now they're screaming, "Oh, that's it, last straw! We must get these cars off the road." So they've been pining to get these cars off the road. They don't like them. They don't like them for various reasons. Maybe the Lyft and Uber lobby could be part of it. Uh, because they compete with the, with the with the human ride sharing um or maybe it could be that liberals don't like technology which is also a possibility right so unless they unless it's electric cars right unless it's unless it's shitty technology that doesn't work so any good technology the liberals don't like so now they're going crazy and saying we must cut cut these they must at least cut the fleet in half until they fix these problems um Unfortunately, Cruise and, and Waymo and these these self-driving cars don't have the lobby, the power, the money that Uber and Lyft has. So they have to comply. They have to be really nice or the government will, the authoritarian government will get rid of them totally. So they say, OK, we'll cut it in half. And blah. But here's the question I want to ask. And if you go through these stories uh on these local San Francisco pages, like Mission Local or SF Gate, you'll see all the liberals, progressives, saying, Good, get rid of them. These we're not ready for this stuff. I want to ask these people and these politicians here, like like Dean Preston and London Breed and and uh, and uh, all the other ones, are they pining for getting senior citizens off the road? Because there are far more accidents caused by those who are 80, 85, 90 and are still some reason driving in a city with public transportation and ride share than ever will happen with any of these self-driving cars. But you don't see these hypocrites screaming and saying, well, we need a maximum driving age, or we need stricter regulations for those of that age group. Of course not. Of course not. They go after the low-hanging fruit. They're not going to go after those who are in their 80s Elderly people who can't fucking see and shouldn't be driving. And we know there are so many of those on the road here in California, right? Elderly people who really, their reflexes are gone. They can't see and they shouldn't be driving. But because of, you know, elderly rights, the rights of the elderly, age discrimination, you can't do anything about it. The most you can do is make them go for an eye test every so often, right? And then they can get glasses and they can drive anyway. But you see, that's the hypocrite of of the liberal is that they will go after these self-driving cars because it's easy and low-hanging fruit, but they would never say the same thing about elderly people who cause thousands of more accidents than these self-driving cars could ever cause because they are total phonies, they're fakes, and they're frauds. You know who's not a fake, a phony, and a fraud? Jack. Hey, Jack, how are you?
3: Hey, Jack. Great segue, uh, Mike. And you know who's not a phony. I was hoping you'd say that. A yeah, great one. Um, uh, yeah, wait, can, can I just like, like I think what you just said was really interesting. Um, uh, but can I just like quickly say something because I just want to clarify. I was just in a room who was talking about Shardol, and like they were getting all. There's this woman called Eve, and she's very like, uh, you know, one of those like deep platformy, don't give them a platform type of people. So. I wasn't kind of being able to get through to her and whatever. Can I just like quickly discuss something with you about Shadow and then I'll get on to the cars? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
3: sure. Okay, cool. So, like, I, I've spoken to Shadow plenty of times and he seemed like a very kind of innocent guy and whatever and, and like, very patient with other people. Like, he'll he'll always let other people speak over him and stuff and he's, he's, he seems to be super nice and whatever. Um, anyway, like, um, I was just in a room with him and, like, apparently he was, like, talking to these, like, 15-year-old girls one time, and he was, he was saying to them, like, like, oh, let, let's wait until, um, uh, like, you're 21 so we can have sex, blah, 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 and I, like, really freaked him out and stuff like that. And then, like, another time, and then another time, um Hakeem made a, made a room talking about, like, do whatever it takes to kill all pedophiles, like, something like that. It was, uh-huh. like, a six-letter acronym room. Um, okay. And... Uh, and, and he, and then, and then he called and said like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm really scared. Like blah, 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 blah. And he wasn't like, oh, I'm really scared. He wasn't like that. He was just like, he, he was He like, he sounded legitimately scared apparently. Um, anyway, and, and by the way, all of this was being talked about about him while he was in the room. So he could hear it all. And then, um, and then, uh, like, uh, you know, thankfully Rab led him up to speak and, um, and they were like, okay, come on, you know, Shado, uh, give us give us your defense and stuff. Like, like what have you got to say about all this? And he just didn't say anything. Like, he accepted the, the, the invite to speak button, and he was just totally quiet. So he never denied, like, being a pedophile, or he never denied any of that happening, blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, this is the first I've ever heard of that. He's never given me that vibe and stuff. Um, do you know anything about that, or do you know absolute, absolutely nothing about it? Because I was following him, but if he's a potential pedophile, there's no fucking way I'm going to follow him.
0: I don't I don't know anything about it, no. I've heard nothing.
3: I'm in the dark. Okay, well, if he ever comes on your show, then maybe you can ask him or something. Because, like, what's don't his, know his name? Shardol, S-H-A-R-D-O-L. And he, he has like a really I, meek I think he might voice. Have been here
0: once. I vaguely remember the name being in the room at some point. I don't think he ever called in, though. I would remember the name.
3: Okay. Okay, sure. Okay, so anyway, let's get on to the car thing. Um, yeah, the car thing's fucking, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, what, because um, I've never heard that point, even though it seems like a completely obvious point with the old people and stuff, because, yeah, I think the, the most dangerous drivers on the road, like, statistically are old people. Um, Ish. I don't yeah. know if gender even matters at that point anymore because I know that at the beginning it's like teenage teenage males are the most dangerous. Yeah, I think I maybe. heard. I think and it's ironically, like, they think they're the best as well. No, I think
0: yeah. it's the the youngest and the oldest. I think are the mo- are the biggest problem. I think.
3: Yeah, so I would imagine when you're like eighty years old, I I can't imagine there being a disparity between between men and women. <laughs> I assume they're both. But suck. when you're
0: young, it's just like they're daredevils. I mean, they have good well, exactly, reflexes. Yeah. They can see the older me, people. Yeah. They lose their reflexes they can't move and they can't see you know so that's yeah, exactly it's a problem yeah, I,
3: i'll tell you what that's that's probably a big um, factor that isn't tested like i'm, I'm not i'm not a fucking driving instructor or whatever or tester but like i know that they do the eye test and shit like that and they might do like a, a another new driving license test like right? rather than just renew license you actually have to take the test again and i'll say oh yeah do a three-point turn and go around the roundabout blah 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 and then it's all fine but like do they do reaction test timing? Because I suspect that they don't, and that should be, like, a thing. Like, do you know anything about that? I don't know
0: about that. No, I don't think they do that, from what I understand.
3: I yeah, yeah because I think that's that's crucial, isn't it? I mean, if they can't react, then, I mean, that's as good as being blind.
0: Pretty much, yes. They have to be able to react, sure. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. But I've never heard of that. All, all I know is that when you hit a certain age, I think they're more with the, I think you have to go for an eye test every six months or every year and you have to pass that. And if not, you can still get glasses. You see, you, they'll tell you you have to get glasses, then you can get glasses, then go back to the eye test and use the glasses. And, you know, there are very few people who are over 80 years old who are told they can't drive. It's hard. It's hard because of their rights. It's hard to say they can't drive. It's hard to make them not drive. Yeah, ha- okay, how's
3: this for how's this for something? It's like people, like, um basically, they, they have a right to kill, you know, like potentially and whatever, you know, because they're Yeah, plus, they're so, plus like, Jack, up. Yeah.
0: here in California, in San Francisco, forget about the young, forget about the old. All drivers suck here. They're fucking terrible. They're, they're idiots. This is why I can't drive here because I would constantly – I'd get into road rage. I'd constantly be fighting people. I I couldn't take it as a, just as a passenger, it pisses me off. I'll often ask an Uber or Lyft driver, how the hell do you drive here? How do you have the patience hours, 10, 12 hours a day, six, seven days a week to deal with these morons? They're just morons because they're selfish and they think the road belongs to them. There are no rules. So the self-driving cars are proven already. Even the early stages of being so much safer, because first of all, they're not going to drive drunk humans do that right they drive drunk <laughs> these, these self-driving cars are not driving drunk so right there you take away all the drunk drivers right if it was just self-driving cars you would take away all drunk driving that would never happen again i think that's a pretty good thing i think there'd be a lot less accidents a lot less people dead a lot less people in jail if it was all self-driving cars and there were no drunk driving accidents. So these progressives are full of shit. They always pick on the lowest hanging fruit, the easiest thing, right? And to say, well- Especially a progressive
3: that that would do this. It seems like a a bipartisan thing that would care about
0: this. All I know though, is that I believe these self-driving cars aren't, they're only in a couple of cities. I think they're in here and Phoenix. And I haven't heard anyone in Phoenix complaining. OK, I've heard anyone in Phoenix complaining that they, I'm sure there have been accidents. It's a much bigger area than San Francisco. They drive on the highway there. You know, they go to the airport. So I'm sure there are accidents,
3: but they don't oh, complain. I, the way people- so, so in that in the Phoenix place um, is the, is like the. the, the- the roads, they're way simpler. Like, it's just like, oh, basic, you know, intersection type of road. And then it's like highways for fucking ages. So the chances of anything weird happening, like unexpected, like the fire truck is like much lower. So there's no crashes there. But Could San be, Francisco, but I mean, yeah. I've been there. It's a fucking whack city. It's, it's like the, all the roads are just kind of, yeah, you know, they're crazy. They're steep, they're windy and whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, but the fact of the matter is you can't expect if your bar is zero accidents, it's never going to happen, right? It's just ridiculous to say, oh, there's no perfect technology, zero accidents. But there are fewer accidents than when human drivers, fewer accidents than elderly drivers, no drunk driving. It's, I think it's a great system. I've seen them. I've watched these cars. They, First of all, another thing they do is they do the speed limit. Unlike humans, they can't go over the speed limit, not even by, I believe, one mile an hour. So they're very careful, right? They, they they keep plenty of distance. If there's any car near them or person, they stop. It's very careful. You can see it. I would have no problem going into one. But, um, I mean, there have been some times I've been with human drivers where I'm scared for my life. So it, it's, it's ridiculous. The whole thing is it, it seems as though the difference is the progressives here, the, 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 the people who run the government here don't want them. Where in Phoenix they do want them. So that's that's a big difference. You know. So
3: I don't know. It's a really complicated issue because I, I do get both sides. I mean, I don't even know where I stand on this issue because like it, it does make perfect sense. Yes, they're safer, but at the same time it's like like guns sorry, um Cars are such a a big deal when it comes to, you know, robots and, and you know not having a human control them. Is because they are essentially a weapon, you know, um, which is why I accidentally just said guns. Then, um, uh, so that that's the big deal, you know. No one's having a riot about fridges and, and, and washing machines and whatever. Although people are uh, people uh, uh, kind of like uh, I think like one like fucking Samsung Galaxy model like exploded like a bit. Like it just went just like that. It wasn't like a fucking fireball explosion. It just like, like kind of, I think it burnt somebody's ear or something while they were speaking on the phone. Cause the battery got overheated or something like that. And then they just took like a million of those phones off the market and recalled them all and shit like that. So it's like with anything that has an ability to harm somebody, it's just like, it's, 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 they're so fucking strict with it, especially yeah. big companies when it, when it comes to like safety and stuff. So like, if they're going to be like that with phones, I mean, just imagine cars, like, I don't know. It's just like these self-driving cars. It's, it It seems like for it to be like a widespread thing, it's going to take a hundred years or something. I don't know. To, to absolutely per- perfect the technology. I feel like, I feel like it would only work. This is just a theory. I'm just talking about ass. Like if you had like, uh, roadways designed for it where uh, electronic roadways, you know, in the same way, you know, like a, like a lift, or, you know, an elevator would have, you know, like rather than being free for all, but you know, that, that might be, a, you know, something that could never be achieved. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like the idea of technology. I'm not against technology. You know, I don't think we'll ever be in a, a period of all self-driving cars. I know a lot of people who, won't go into one. I don't know if we're totally ready for all of these self-driving cars and all this technology. But once again, my problem with the people here, the politicians here especially, is that they seem to not even be open to it. it, it you know, every possible way they try to prevent it, right? Any chance they get to jump down their throats and say, well, this needs to stop or whatever, they, they take advantage of that. And so there's no winning with them because like I said, you're not going to avoid all accidents, so it can. They, in fact, I think they went for a stretch of months with no accidents. How many humans can say that? That they've gone months. We've gone months without an accident, without a car accident. So once again, I think there's no winning with these people, and that that's that's the problem.
3: Mm. Um, how many how many cars are there? But I, but
0: I don't know a hundred and something you... right now. I think
3: oh, yeah, I think the oh, fleet. Because that's not. Well, because you've got to know the proportion. I mean, out of 100 drivers and 100 robotic cars, like it, it's pretty possible that 100 drivers, human drivers, don't have any accidents within a year, right? I mean, I've, I've been driving for a long time. I've, I've had two minor accidents in the first two years I was driving, and then in the subsequent 10 years, I haven't had any. Yeah. So what do you make yeah. of that? No, it's all proportionate for sure. But yeah, Exactly. The, this new proportion technology went
0: for a long time without any kind of accident. You know so i think that's actually pretty damn good you know it's not like these things are just haphazardly you know go riding into trees and lampposts and killing people it's not happening you know that's not happening so i think with any new technology you have to give it some time i mean i'm sure when people started driving there were a lot of accidents but they didn't stop that right they didn't stop cars they didn't stop car production so i think at any particular time Throughout history, you see this technology and it's not perfect and you have to give it, you know, a chance,
3: you know, well, and I, of course, the computer. But, I, um, say, yeah, the computer human restore. can learn like can a car learn. Yes. From its a computer like, can learn. Oh, I think absolutely a
0: computer can learn. I think they're constantly learning. I think that's part of it. I think they're constantly learning. And of course, they're overseen by humans at a control center. Right. So it's not like it's just that computers have taken over totally. And I, I think a computer might say, humans make errors, we don't, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. So no, I don't know. I mean, I know I know that they can, you know, I mean, I know, like, they got better at chess and shit, like computers. Like, the first they sucked, now they just can. they always win. Um, so I know that, like, I, I just don't know how much that would apply to cars, though, that system. I mean, look, the more data they acquire, the more crashes and whatever. I mean, it makes sense that they would learn. Right, um, right, and uh, and do they do they have like so? When you said they do do like testing and oversight and stuff, well, so do they it, have like big big car farms where there's like a city and they're all driving around at different types of roads and shit, where you know it's just for electric cars doing nothing. They're not transporting anyone. Yeah, they're, well, they're just well, testing. I, hmm.
0: the The point the point is once again the hypocrisy is is that if this if this car if they if they self driving car gets into an accident or hurt someone or God forbid kills someone. They must be destroyed and taken off the roads. But they didn't give a shit. They don't give a shit when it comes to the experimental vaccine doing that, do they?
3: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: In fact, they'll say, hey, if this vaccine kills, you know, this many people, it's acceptable, right? Because we, we say be it saved this many yeah. lives. So if it saved yeah. three million lives and killed two million people, we've saved a million people. Shut up. So... This is the hypocrisy they have. They're they're full of shit. They're full of shit.
3: Has anyone, has any like politician mentioned the vaccine? I guess that's too controversial to bring up. Well, it seems like it's getting less controversial though as the evidence comes
0: out. I think you can, yeah, I think more and more now people are are bringing it up, you know, so I I, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's. You know there's still many politicians who are still too uh, scared to say anything against the vaccine because they'll be labeled as anti-vaxxers right and they see what they've done to people like rfk jr they just label them
3: as anti-vaxxers what you think of up. that guy getting in because like i'm i'm a right winger basically not extreme right wing but mm-hmm. yeah you know, I, I will like like i've like if i voted in america i would vote for trump because because of his policies um, and then because, and if I was to vote on personality, I'd go for the Indian guy. Um, oh God, you picked the, the RFK. Wolf. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. I, are you like Badman orange or whatever. Are you one of those guys?
0: Am I Orange Badman? I'm Trump's an asshole. Orange like Psychotic sociopathic liar. And Vivek Ramaswamy is a cheap snake oil salesman. Yes, I am. But go ahead. Right. Okay. We, sure. We all have, we all um, have different tastes. I'll go yeah, for yeah. the I'll go for the proven winner in Florida, who is a um, a veteran and has a wonderful family. I'll go for that guy. That's just me, just me.
3: Mm, yeah, yeah, no, veterans uh, they're gonna, they're gonna have like good good like a good head, you know. Um, uh, yeah, but like, so I'm I'm just thinking about like if to me if Biden wins again. Actually, I literally had a nightmare that he won again just like last night. Um, uh, like, but, you know, if, if the Democrats win, I, I just pray that it's RFK because I've just listened to so much of him. And I'm just like, oh, if, if he got in, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, America's it, it's going to die. You know? it, it's uh, it would stay a legitimate country. And um, and, you know, like. Oh. Yep. I think you
0: just dropped out there, Jack. You just left the queue. You want to come back on? Jack, do you want to come back on? Oh, there you are, Jack. Okay. Hold on, Jack. Let me, let me get you back in here. Hey, Jack, you're back. Jack's back.
3: don't know what happened. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, like the only thing I'm like don't agree with RFK on is, um, his, his drug policy, you know, just like he wants to make it all very fucking utopian, like, oh, if you have a drug problem, then, uh, you know, you go on an organic farm and you plant some fucking fruits, and then that'll make you better and whatever. Which is, I think, is <laughs> well,
0: bullshit. I haven't that. heard that. I don't think that's his entire drug policy. You go on a farm and
3: plant. Oh, food. But he, but he did literally say that. He said, "Oh, I think a great therapy is like you know, act, you know, going onto a farm and shit, and like you know, being in like a it basically like a rehab, but except you plant things and whatever like that." He did you literally know, what, say that. I heard. What's him wrong say with it on rehab? Sunday. Don't you?
0: Isn't that? Don't you think drug addicts should go into? Th- to, to treatment
3: no i just think i just think the first thing um to a greater society is just being super harsh on drugs and um and then yeah people are still going to do drugs and then you just jail the fuck out of them for it um and uh yeah, you is give them the one chance you give them like a two grand fine and then if they do it again then you just jail them for like 10 years or 15 years or something and is then I know is- that lots of people are going to say, oh, then you've got a big prison population, blah, 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 blah. But then, you know, you'll eventually get rid of the drugs. And then no drugs, no crime. Because people only rob people for money so they can buy drugs. They're not robbing people to, to have their TV so they can watch TV or buy a loaf of bread or whatever. And when they get violent, it's typically because they're drug addicts and the drugs make them violent. It's not because they're just naturally violent, you know. So once yeah. you get rid of drugs, you've got a sweet society.
0: But well, what do you mean, drugs? You mean like pot, weed?
3: Uh, I'm only uh, not in favor of weed because it makes you uh, unproductive. I think you're just going to be satisfied with like, you know, the minimum amount of work, but that's not, that's not dangerous to society. No one's going to break into someone's house for that. I'm talking about basically every other drug, you know, coke, uh, heroin, PCP, like all all of them. Um, Yeah. And yeah, so just the the ones that are going to make you break into someone's house and steal money. And, and get violent with people. You've got to get rid of those drugs for sure. And and another thing that Jeff, Ralph K said, which I really didn't like is he, he's pro like psychedelics. Uh, is there any difference between psychedelics and hallucinogenics? I assume they're the same thing.
0: I don't know, but I also, uh, the, the quarterback, <clears throat> the quarterback for the jets. Why am I losing? Why am I losing his name? Uh, why am I not? Really the former green? Oh, I have it. no idea who he is. I know, you know, you're not a football guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. he, uh, he did that. He did some kind of a, psychedelic and uh he said it was fantastic he did it in a you know kind of like a, a safe setting where you go to some place and they do this but he he said it was mind opening he said it really has helped him uh, in his personal life spiritual life and as a an athlete so i know that like
3: people it. always say this shit but like that's not a guarantee it's gonna do that it might it might be a like a you know, it could completely fuck you up. Like, what if you're, like, depressed and then it, all the demons come out from inside you and you get more depressed or whatever? You know, it's... You, you can't be fucking around with random chemicals in your brain, you know, it's, it's a hit and miss, you know? Um,
0: yeah. uh, Aaron so, Rodgers.
3: Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, so... Right, I don't know, right, you know, right. Okay. I, I, I think RFK has more good ideas than bad ideas, you know? Oh, yeah,
3: for sure. Look, oh, I, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, he apart from that drug bullshit like everything he said i'm pro like like um i reckon if i if i were a pro vaccine guy like i'm talking about the american one um he would have convinced me to be to be like anti-vaccine i mean like whenever you're asking a question Like, he always has, like, a million research things that he's got. Like, and it's not just about vaccines, like, because I know he knows a ton about that, but it's about anything. He just fucking has so many facts to back it up. I think he has Biden something, and he would would just fucking run away, you know? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he's he's fucking got a solid head. So I I, I do really like RFK. It's just just the job.
0: Jack, Jack, let me let you go, because I'm going to wrap the show up here soon. I I appreciate the call, as always, Jack. Thank you very much. Uh, One thing. DeSantis and Kemp met, met privately. Now, this could just be two neighboring governors meeting, talking, or it could be about Kemp having a, uh, an endorsement coming out soon of DeSantis. And the rumor is that Kemp will. Of course, he's going to endorse DeSantis. He can't stand Trump. Uh, Trump has badmouthed him and, and uh, bullied him and tried to destroy him for a long time and packed back Sonny Perdue, who Kemp destroyed. So Kemp is going to back DeSantis. just a matter of when he comes out with the, uh, with the endorsement. Uh, Karthik, do you want to come on before my film reviews or after the film reviews to talk about that also? Put the answer in the, uh, all right, of course. Oh, how, how would I predict that you would want to come on now? You don't want to sit through my film reviews.
2: That was the dumbest question ever. You're asking me if I have patience, Mikey? Yeah,
0: I was. I was. You know what? I was assuming you've grown up. Maybe not.
2: I have probably the least amount of patience out of anybody on here and calling like, um, but no, I wonder, well, it was not, were you you guys, were you and Jack talking about uh, Vic uh, Ramaswamy?
0: Farmer Swampy?
2: Yes. Oh, that's nice. Is that your nickname for him? That's nice. It is, isn't it a good one? I like it. No, yeah, my friend that uh, so uh, my friend actually met uh, Farmer Swami, as you call him.
0: <laughs> Farmer Swampy, Farmer Swampy. <laughs> We're sorry,
2: Farmer Swampy. Sorry, did, did I get it right this time? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah he, he he's a doctor, and so apparently uh, he, uh, Ramaswamy was at some doctor convention recently. Yeah, I think it was in Dallas last month, and yeah. um, so he <laughs> took a photo. So he oh. sent it to me because because he knows I follow politics a lot. Uh-huh. He doesn't really. He's just you know he's just a doctor. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and he and I told him to like get 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 away from
0: that guy because he's scum. Is is he one of your people, Farmer Swampy? He is right.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. We're we're both Indian. That's okay. what you're trying to say. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Hindu, Hindu. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't. Well, I I'm not religious, and I don't think he is either. But yeah, we're we're we're. I don't watch. I have no idea what. His religion is, but no, uh, he he, he could be him though. I don't know, but I'm you know, me, I, I'm uh,
0: not religious, you know, I, I'm i not into cults, yes. By the way, I have nothing against the Indian, by the way. I want to make that clear. It's okay. <laughs> um, no, I'm some you know, some of my best friends, not really, just you. <laughs> Fine,
2: no, well, just thing I want to say about Jack is I'm he seems like a really good guy, but I wonder what country he lives in because that country where we just send people to jail. Uh, it's America. We have like two and a half million people or more, actually, in jail right now, and many, hundreds of thousands of drugs. And that's been our policy since, you know, especially Joe Biden, but even more going back to Nixon and Reagan. Um, but anyway, Mike, so uh, what have you been talking about today so far? Everything. Are you excited <laughs> for the debate? What, what is the debate? Tuesday, Wednesday? Wednesday,
0: Wednesday, Okay. Wednesday night. Yes. Are you going to be watching the debate? Or are you going to be watching Trump's interview on X with Tucker Carlson?
2: Oh, is that going on uh, simultaneously? Well, that's what he wants. The same he wants time. To to steal the thunder away from the. Debate. So is it confirmed that Trump is going to be talking to Tucker at the same time? Nothing's
0: ever nothing's ever confirmed. You know that. Okay. Well, you know, as of
2: right now, is it as stated- of right now
0: he is, but his staff okay. said he can change his mind at the last minute. First of all, why shouldn't you have to have? made your mind up by now. Why why you've had plenty of time to decide, right? Well what I is think the thing? reason it's
2: obvious, at least to people you know, because I know that the RNC has a contract stating that um, that, you know, if you want to part be in the part of the debates, then you have to confirm that you're gonna uh, uh, endorse the who uh, the
0: eventual candidate. That's probably why he's out in the debates. Because yeah, but you know, means nothing anyway. What's the difference? So doesn't matter what he signs. The, this guy has signed a lot in the past that he's not – as a businessman, he cheated people out of money all the time. He had to sign in contracts. So Contracts don't mean anything to him. Might as well just sign it.
2: No, I'm curious what he's going to do because I'm sure he's going to hate that there's no attention on him. Or I mean less attention than the debates.
0: Well, that's, that, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. He he'd had to either debate or do something. He can't just sit there watching on television. And not do anything right so either he has to be there or he'll do this thing with tucker so so uh who who, who, who do you think is going to win the debate man who do you think is going to help yeah, well i think desantis and uh i think desantis is the smartest i think desantis answers questions the most honestly and directly i think desantis has the highest iq i think desantis knows the issues the best um, I think he'll win the debate. I think, unfortunately, because unfortunately, we live in such a superficial society where people are so easily fooled by, by used car salesmen. Hey, people get few, fooled by used car salesmen every day. Then they regret it. They get those lemons that they end up with. But Vivek will do well because he's a fast talker. And fast talkers are made for debates, right? You get 60 seconds, go, and he can do it. You know, just go.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if at least you know like a post debate poll that it shows that he wins uh, farm swampy.
0: Well, I, I think he'll definitely have the Trump people out there voting for him. That's the whole idea. Also, is for the Trump people if Trump's not in the debate to vote for him. So I, that that's what'll happen. He'll 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 flood the internet with you know pro Vivek, you know when they put out those ridiculous unscientific. Internet
2: is 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 uh, Chris Christie and uh, Mike Pence
0: confirmed? Yeah, I think I think debate? Christie's probably a decent debater. I've seen him before. You know, no, What well, well, I'm not too
2: light, but I'm just asking. Have, uh, They're in. Are, are they yeah, confirmed? It, it,
0: it's it's Vivek. Okay. DeSantis, Christie, Pence. I think Will. What was that guy's name? The other one. Um, oh shit. What's the other? Will Hurd. I think Will Hurd is in it. And that Perry Johnson guy, that businessman.
2: So. OK, is that just like six people? I thought there was a lot more. Oh,
0: wait a minute. Did Larry Elder? Did he? Uh, is he in it? Did he make it? Larry Elder? Maybe Larry Elder. Maybe Larry. Look, these things aren't going to matter until it's down to DeSantis to and Trump. Right. You know, so it's not going to really matter until it's down to the nitty gritty. Well,
2: so, you never know, Mike. You know, some <laughs> bad stuff could happen. You never know. And, you know, and uh, DeSantis could drop out and not be – he might be third or fourth, not, not not even second. You never know.
0: What are you talking about? No, that's not don't, – don't be ridiculous. In, in you know, real, I'm just wait saying a minute. Wait a just minute. Just in in money raised in awesome. real polls? No, he'll never be. He'll never be. No, no I'm you know. just
2: saying, you know, yeah. you, you can never predict what's going to happen. You know, it's tough to know. Well, gonna-
0: that, it'll end up being DeSantis. Trump, and uh, and Vivek, and probably Christie and Pence. Those will be the final five. Chris Christie is
2: like the he, he's he's like the biggest uh, me, me, media plant ever, man. Like obviously, you know me. I I don't like any of the candidates. You know me. I'm supporting Cornell West, but Chris Christie is is like he's like the, the biggest fake tough guy ever.
0: You know the, the biggest fake tough guy ever is trump at least chris Christie's showing up at the debate so trump badmouths people on true social and behind their back but is afraid to actually face them on a debate stage so he's the biggest pussy but you know chris christie Everyone's there for their own reason, except for DeSantis is there to actually help the country. But you know, you got Trump there to stay out of jail. You got Vivek there to. Dude, Mike,
2: up. I'm telling you, man, me, DeSantis me. is going to break
0: your heart. To, to pick up, to pick up Trump's sloppy seconds. Uh, Ugh, okay. Christie's there to bash Trump. Pence is there because he has to show he's his own man and doesn't belong to Trump. So everyone's got their reasons. No, to- I'm
2: I'm gonna love watching Chris Christie just because he's he's such like a like a, a a buffoon, fake tough guy man.
0: Don't call him fat. Funny. Don't fat shame. Have you ever
2: seen the Have uh, you ever seen the Chris Christie imitation on uh, J- J- Jimmy Dore show?
0: No. No.
2: I haven't. Uh, okay, dude. You, when you prep free time this weekend for the debate. Yeah. Uh, you, you should go on Jimmy's uh, uh right. on his uh, YouTube All library. And is just there anything else up. you want
0: to say? I got to get to my reviews. It's getting
2: late. Oh my god, dude! You know <laughs> I had such a long day, and I wanted to you know sleep talking before I sleep. And this is how you repay me with the disrespect. Is there
0: anything else you would like to no, say? Oh yeah.
2: So I'm curious. Uh, uh, what what movies were you going to talk about?
0: I'm going to as soon as you shut your mouth. Yeah, I'll I know. I just
2: want to know what. Movies as
0: soon as you talk. shut your mouth, I'll oh do. My um, gosh, uh, I'll do Strays which is a film about uh, animated dogs. Yeah, uh, I saw the trailer. And uh, and uh, uh, something called, uh, so. oh my God, Landscape with Invisible Hand.
2: Well, thankfully, thank God you didn't say manscape. That
0: would've been weird. <laughs> Not manscape. <laughs> I know. Landscape.
2: I, I just wanted to see if I can make yes. you laugh, that's all.
0: Are you looking forward to the Golda Meir movie? The what? Golda, the Israeli prime minister golden uh, i i don't want to
2: see any more zionist propaganda man
0: oh lord you don't know what it's going to be until you see it you don't know you have to you don't prejudge anything because it's made by the hollywood left you never know
2: you well never dude know. pretty much i you can pretty much uh assume that every uh prime minister of israel is zionist just by definition so that, that that's not me assuming it's just
0: by the definition but it's also about, I'm sure, we're not – put the politics aside. I'm sure, obviously, politics – Dude,
2: any world. movie about a politician is inherently political. I
0: understand that. But also what kind of how, a joke how, statement is that, man? No, I, I, I know, but it's also about you. how that person, like Oppenheimer, right? How that person became who they are is interesting. It really is. That kind of stuff I find interesting if it's fleshed well, out. Well,
2: Oppenheimer kind of showed that you know, he started out as very anti-establishment guy and then obviously became the ultimate
0: yeah in a way. there's also no proof did you hear that his grandson is upset about that scene at the beginning where he thinks about poisoning almost poisons oh his yeah his professor. professor his yeah, grandson no. said there's no proof that ever happened that's well i guess
2: up. that's nice but mike come on man because i i know like pretty much like every hollywood movie when it says it's like based on a true story it's like 20 percent true right of course <laughs> no, true. Yeah. so you know um yeah. uh, are you gonna see uh a grand turismo
0: I did already. I reviewed that last oh, week. Well, I
2: probably wasn't listening. But no, I didn't. Did <laughs> really like you definitely weren't listening. Did you like it? Yes, I did. Yeah. No, I saw it last week. I thought it was really good. I really liked it. Yeah,
0: I was surprised. It, to me, it was a really good underdog story. It was well, yeah, I, no, yeah. I like the relationship the race, between it. him and uh, his yeah. mentor. I thought it. Yeah,
2: I like the relationship between him and his dad and him and, you know, the, uh, what's his name? <laughs> David Arbor or whatever. His
0: David Harbour is always great.
2: I love yeah. him. And I really like the uh, racing in it, because like, you know when that scene where he has a crash? Like, right. I really thought that, that that I was in danger and that I was going to get in a car. The car racing thing. scenes so,
0: were really well done. Yeah. It was really exciting. And it I'm not was... a big racing fan, you know. I'm not. A yeah,
2: me, fan me, fan me fan too, fan. yeah. Right. Uh, I, I thought the racing scenes were a lot better than the racing scenes in Fast and Furious are all super fake.
0: No, those, these racing scenes in Gran Turismo were really well shot. I know yeah, you yeah, really they they felt real in some ways. And the way the filmmaker lets uh, let you understand what's happening and who's – that's something I never get when I'm watching racing. I can't keep track of, of who's where. I, I never get yeah. it. It's so confusing to me. But the film makes it much easier to understand where you're, the protagonist is within, within the races themselves, which are – Crazy. How about that race in in France, which is twenty four hours? I didn't even. Oh know yeah, about what's that.
2: called uh, Le Mans or Le Mans? I'm
0: yeah, twenty four sure. hour Le Mans. That thing is yeah. insane. That thing is insane. Yeah. Did you see Ford versus Ferrari? I oh shit. No, I didn't see
2: Ford versus. Okay, because a big part of Ford versus Ferrari is about Le, Le, Le Mans too.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, I'll have to see it. All right. Anything else? We got. I got. Oh my! Okay,
2: I I do have a question for you, actually. So, ahead. um, uh, whatever, whenever the debates on Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. So, are are you going to talk whether okay. right, right after?
0: Well, not right. I mean, I'll be on my usual time. Yeah, so.
2: whatever time it happens.
0: Yes, that the yes. I think the debate starts what at uh, six o'clock. Pacific something, time? something. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I guess so I'll please. talk the, to the you. The debate at, will be over about eight o'clock Pacific. I'll be on three hours later. Yeah. Okay. I'll talk to you at 11 p.m. So So I I can, we can all digest what's happened and the response and the spin, and then I'll come on and we'll talk about it.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure I'll call you like five minutes before you want to sleep.
0: Right. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Karthik. Thanks. Appreciate it. John Williams is here. Really, John. I'm sorry. I know I don't go this late on Friday usually. Uh, Where'd it go, John? Are you are you ready? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Give, uh, you need another minute? Okay. Another minute. But okay. So there'll be two film reviews. I'm reviewing two movies uh, tonight because you're so special. You people are so special that I want to make sure I uh, give you a, f- a full idea of what's happening in the upcoming weekend. Okay. All right. And I think John is just about ready to go. We're just about ready. All right. Here we go. You're going to play me in. All right, guys. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks very much. Okay. That's hooray for Hollywood. John Williams and the Boston pops. Okay. So a couple of films. The first one is strays. Um, this one stars Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx. Not the human versions of Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx, but the dog versions of Will Ferrell. And yeah, I know people are thinking, Oh, Mike, you're reviewing some mushy, dog movie about cute dogs and stray dogs. It's called Strays, Stray Dogs, trying to make it. It's not that at all. Let me tell you, this is fucking hilarious. It's incredibly well written. It's Will Ferrell plays a dog named Reggie, little dog, and he's owned by Will Forte from Saturday Night Live fame, he plays Doug and and he hates him. Will Forte hates this dog. He wants to get rid of it. He plays something called fetch and fuck, where he drives a dog out to the cornfield, throws the ball, and then hope, hope, hoping the dog can never make it back, dog always does, and he says fuck. So that's the big opening, where the dog talks about this game called fetch and fuck, but the dog thinks it's a game. He doesn't think the owner's being mean and wants him to abandon him, <laughs> until one day, Doug drives little Reggie like about three hours out into the city, and drops him off there. And then the dog begins to understand what's happening aided by the other stray dogs he meets, played by Jamie Foxx, Isla Fisher, and Randall Park. <clears throat> Three very different kinds of dogs. You have, a, you have the little dog, then you have uh, that uh, Reggie is, uh, and then you have like the pug that uh, Jamie Foxx plays. Uh, then you have uh, a, a, like a beautiful kind of retriever type dog. Sorry, I'm not a dog specialist that that Isla Fisher plays, and then the the big dog played by Randall Park, uh, like the uh, <clears throat> uh, so you have four very different sized dogs, very different looking dogs, kind of very a funny visual element to the film. Uh, Great Dane Randall Park plays the Great Dane, so and they all have very different you know personalities, and you can imagine Will Ferrell's dog is kind of naive, but also of course very very uh, funny and at times self aware, and Jamie Fox. This dog is of course kind of very hood and a little bit you know vulgar then you have maggie the female dog and then you have randall park who plays the big dog um who and you know big dogs often think they're small dogs don't have the, all of the self-confidence you might think they have so those are the different personalities of these dogs and so they take him on and they try to get him to understand what a son of a bitch doug is and that he should forget him but when when Reggie, Will Ferrell, finally realizes what Doug has done, how awful he's been to him. He wants to go back and find him to cut his dick off, to bite his dick off. And they help him go back, (laughs) get back home. (laughs) And of course, there are trials and tribulations along the way. What makes Stray so funny is that, unlike these usual cute dog movies, this one is incredibly vulgar. It's inspired vulgarity, everything from... Fart jokes, to shit jokes, to poop jokes, to to fucking jokes, to dog big dog dick jokes, to to, jo- to dogs humping gnomes. You might have seen that scene. Uh, they're always talking about the Great Dane's huge penis. There's even a scene, I won't even give it away, where it really comes into into play, in which he needs to extend it in order to try to get some keys off a ring to his <laughs> to spring all the dogs from puppy jail. It's very funny, and it's it finds inspired ways to be vulgar. It's not just vulgarity for vulgarity's sake. There's some very clever lines, really, really, really well-written stuff that really will make you fall out of your seat in laughter. I, I don't think I've laughed this much. You know, I needed to see a comedy, and I was hoping, because most of the comedies I've seen lately are terrible, uh, that this one would work, and it does. It's really funny. So, you know, I really recommend seeing it. Don't let it stop you. That has to do with talking dogs. And also what's really well done in the film is the dogs are real that they use, but then they'll put that CGI mouth over them, right? So we can understand what the dogs are saying. The humans in the film, of course, only hear them barking. And of course, we can understand what the humans are saying and the dogs really can't. So it's a, it's that dynamic, but the what's amazing about these dogs they use these four lead dogs is that their reactions match what these dogs are thinking and saying it had take it has to, it had to have been painstaking to get this right but it's really well done it's not it's not cheesy it really works um and like i said it's it's, it's really just incredibly if you if you like this is not a kids film by the way i don't look i'm open minded i'd bring a kid to see it I think they see a lot worse with the vulgarity. There's also a very funny scene involving mushrooms where the dogs are <laughs> in the woods and they have nothing to eat and they find wild mushrooms. And you can imagine what springs out of that, including some stuffed bunnies that may not be stuffed bunnies. So it's, like I said, it's, it's vile humor. It goes over, it crosses the line big time. But it's really well written, some really one-line zingers that really work. And I love it. I really recommend Strays. Um, okay. Now there's another film. This is a, a really unique little independent film. And it even has an odd title called Landscape with Invisible Hand. And this takes place in the near future, maybe about 10 years, 10 to 15 years out from where we are now. And... It's about a society that has been not overtaken by aliens, but a society in which the government, and of course it takes place somewhere in, let's say, it feels like the upper Midwest of the United States, a government that has become partners partners with aliens. And we learn of these aliens through the, the lead in the film, the boy, uh, Adam Campbell, played by Asante Black interesting way he spells his last name b-l-a-c-k-k two k's um and he's an artist he's a young kid he likes to draw and we learned about this the aliens being in partnership they call it first contact through his paintings where he's painted different images um and they are depicted in the film as though you would see them in a in a art museum right where it says you know this you know, acrylic on this and blah, blah. And the, anyway, it's all through the paintings. And then we learn about him and his family, this African-American family, him and his sister and his mother played by, uh, fantastic Tiffany Haddish. And they're struggling, you know, they're, they're kind of lower income. Their father had left a while back to head to California, which was the only place, the only state that still had, interestingly enough, some kind of an economy going. And, um, And we learned that the the aliens came in around the year 2033 and they made a pact with the government, with the even though the politicians aren't even named in this. We don't even hear about politics. We know that the aliens went in partnership with the government. The United States economy was uh, in, in shambles. So these aliens came down and they made a deal with the government to help their economy. But of course, as it goes It helped only the wealthiest people. Um, And only the wealthiest people can afford to live out in the alien colonies in outer space. Everyone else on Earth is left to basically fend for themselves and uh, left with jobs that don't pay much. So, as the film goes along, the black family takes in a white family who is homeless. They have no home, they live out of their trailer. Uh, Josh Hamilton um, and his son, played by michael gandolfini james gandolfini's son uh and their daughter come to uh, kylie rogers played by kylie rogers come to live with the black family asante meets kylie at school brings her home allows a family and they allow the family to live in their basement and so there are interesting dynamics between this black family living upstairs and the white family living in the basement and there's some interaction there's some a confrontation that goes on throughout the film regarding that, uh, but the film is interesting in that it's 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 not a big budget, and the aliens when we finally see them are very uh, unintimidating. They're little boxes, look like little square boxes with paddles for hands and these big tentacle eyes that can look all around 360 in back of their heads, in front of their heads, they can see everywhere, right? And (laughs) when they talk, they rub their paddles together. And there's a little black box that you need in order to interpret what they're saying. So humans can understand what they're saying. So they rub their paddles together and they talk and the humans can understand what they're saying through these black boxes. But what's interesting is we have a film that's not about any kind of like alien invasion where these aliens have any real power or use violence to try to impose their ways on society, on on the people below them. But they have simply, the people have willingly allowed these aliens to take over their economy, right? The government, the 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 wealthiest people are in partnership. Interestingly enough, politicians aren't mentioned very much in the film in fact not at all but real estate developers are mentioned they talk about a partnership with the aliens and the real estate developers to build you know um uh, a, a um you know buildings in outer space you know a, a community in outer space where only the wealthiest people can afford to go and like i said the rest of the people are left on earth to kind of fend for themselves in what the aliens themselves called backwaters. Uh, and so, like I say, it's kind of a very low tech. This is not a big science fiction film with great sequences of like, you know, like uh, star Trek or uh, close encounters of the third kind. There are some floating cities we see uh, above, above the United States, above the land. But for the most part, we, begin to meet these aliens, and we look at them, we think, well, why are these people submitting to their ways? Why are these people allowing themselves to be controlled by these people, by these aliens, when they have no real power, no real tangential power? Usually in these movies about alien invasions, the aliens have some kind of superior power, right, that they use to take over. But this is a a willingness. It's a willing acceptance of these people to have authoritarian governance over them. And for me, it might be that way for you also. It brought up COVID and the way the people telling us to do things didn't have any real power. These weren't real laws, but we willingly allowed them, allowed them to, infl- to, to, uh, to coerce us into doing things and how, and how the wealthiest people made out great and everyone else suffered. I could be reading into this, that this is about that a little bit, a little bit about COVID authoritarianism, but it, 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 it resonated for me a little bit that way, but there's a lot more going on too. There's a social media stuff. There's there's, there's a way that people make money on earth and it has to do with putting these little receptors on your head and the aliens get to experience your life through, this virtual reality system of where they can see what you're doing. So the young couple in the film, the black kid and and the white girl, they decide to try to make some money where they put these things on their heads and the aliens can then uh, live vicariously through their relationship as their relationship builds. As the aliens try to figure out what it is that makes, that this human uh, ability to love that the aliens don't seem to have they live vicariously through these virtual reality sessions. And the humans who do this, a lot of young people, make money. In fact, you'll hear a couple of times, what they'll do is you'll hear the, the counter saying, you have 335 viewers, you have made $2,000. And we hear that constantly, where the amount of viewers they have uh, corresponds to how much money they're making. Um, and so the aliens are kind of using them to try to understand how love works, right? How people develop love how people fall in love. There's a lot of interesting ideas in this film. There really are. And I love the aliens and I love the way they're developed and the way they're built and the way they speak and the way they correspond. And like I said, the ideas of living under this authoritarian system willingly in a way, not having to do it, but giving in willingly to this system because these people have economic, uh, they, they have the economic power over you. You know, they don't have the military power. They're not necessarily imposing their will, but they have economic power over everyone else. And like I said, a lot of great ideas. It's a really small, low-budget film that does the most with the money it has. It's a little film with a lot of big ideas. It doesn't really develop any of them to what would be considered a satisfactory end. It has a lot going on. It really does. It has a lot going on and it has a lot to say, but it doesn't seem to play any of it out in a way that's satisfactory. A big part of that is I think the film's pacing. It's very slow paced. It needs to be tighter. It's too long. And sometimes it's so low key, so low key, it kind of loses its narrative. I understand it in a way. It wants to be subtle. It's not a big Hollywood film. It's not a science fiction film. It's, once again, it's a film about regular people trying to live under basically what's become an authoritarian corporatocracy government. But there are so many great elements to the film that even though the sum of its parts, you know, it may not add up to what it it could have if it was a little bit tighter, if it may have focused on a fewer things and not try to say so much, it may have worked better. So I'm kind of mixed on whether I want to recommend it or not, but I think I will because there's enough there to recommend it, right? There's enough ingenuity there. There's enough creativity. At least it has the ambition to say something or to try to say something in a very unique, different way. You've never seen a film like this before. And so it has some real creative elements that I liked about it. Like I said, uh, it may not add up to being the film it could have been if it had been tighter and better paced and maybe not tried to say quite as much. It wants to say a lot of stuff. And it hits on some of it and it misses on other stuff. But because of its ambition and because of its creativity and because it's very unique, I'm going to recommend it. Okay, so the big f- film recommendation of the weekend is uh, Strays, but also Landscape with Invisible Hand if it's playing in your area. This may only be a film that's playing in major cities, and you have to wait till it's on streaming, which is which is fine. It's a film you could stream. I'll recommend that also. Okay, woo, good show, good show, good end of the week show. Uh, next week we know. Is a big week. Wednesday night. Wednesday night is the uh, Republican debate, the first Republican debate with or without Donald Trump, whatever. And um, I'll be covering that after. So next week is a is a is a fun filled week. So make sure you're you're here next week. And I want to remind everyone, the name of this show is And Let's Be Heard. And it airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern time. So I want everyone to have a great weekend and I'll see you on the other side of it on Monday night. But until then, this is Micah Chopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.